Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience Podcast. It's been a minute since I had a solo episode. I had you all to myself. And I told you all I had some cool interviews that I had scheduled and batched and I meant it, right? Pretty fun. So I do have a couple more scheduled here and there, but for the most part, I am back out of interviews. So first and foremost, let's go ahead and make this a call to action that I want to hear from you. I want to geek out with you about Girl Scouts and how your Girl Scout year went and what your experience has been like and what your proudest moments and silliest memories have been and what lessons you've learned along the way. It is so painless and easy and fun to just geek out about Girl Scouts together and we can hang out for like 30 minutes to an hour and just chat about Girl Scouts. It's really truly so simple and painless. And if you're listening to this and you have been on the show before, but it's been a minute, it's time to come back and give an update. Because either we have a lot of new listeners who started listening to this podcast after your episode had already aired, so they may not have even heard it, or they've heard it They know you. We have some super fans of this podcast. They know who you are and they want to hear an update. So I would love to chat with you again if you've already been on the show before. The first thing I want to talk about in today's episode, though, is I want to talk about... I went to an event. (laughs) I went to an event for my council for the first time in quite a while. I don't know... I'm trying to think, I don't know if I've been to a council event since the pandemic, which is kind of crazy to think of, because that's been years. That's been years. I mean, can you guys believe that the pandemic has been a thing for three years? That three years ago is everything was shut down. And gosh, I, I mean... On one hand, it feels like it's been a lifetime, and on the other hand, I can't believe it's been three years. But regardless, I was at a council event, and it was, if you're in my council, it was the service team for the East Valley, and I've been um, doing like a support role for my former, I don't want to say my former service unit, it's current. I mean, I never, I just don't have a current troop, right? But the service unit where my troop was based. I have been just kind of trying to be in a support role there and um, more behind the scenes type of stuff. And so I decided to go. I went with a good friend who I've talked to you about on this podcast before. Shout out to you, Kate, if you are listening to this. Um, And we went to this event together and we did some activities where we had to play games and interact with people at all the different tables. And I I honestly, you can probably hear it in my voice. I was not looking forward to it. I did not want to move around tables, Um, but I ended up loving it. We had a lot of fun. We played Bunko, which I had never played. This was my first time. And it was actually so much more fun than I thought it was going to be. But I found myself struggling. So if you're in my council, the event was the East Valley Service Team Gala. Um, It wasn't necessarily much of a gala. It was pretty low key. We played bunko. We ate Mexican food. And 
It was to show appreciation for service team volunteers in the East Valley, which if you're not from here is like the east side of the Phoenix metropolitan area. And I went and I was interacting with people and you know what? I couldn't help but think the whole night. This is a tough crowd. Unfortunately, we didn't really get a chance to get to know other people. It was um, really game oriented. So a lot of us didn't even introduce ourselves to each other, although we did have name tags. And I was trying to make jokes and kind of get in a little trouble, maybe. Uh, But I just wanted to have fun, you know, and like, just engage with people and be silly and laugh and enjoy ourselves. It's a party, you know. And uh, I felt like a lot of people were looking at me like I had three heads. And I found myself thinking, I wonder if anyone in here listens to the podcast and is part of the podcast community because I know some of you have talked about and I have talked to some of you about, I've made a couple posts about it and sent a couple emails about potentially getting together in person. I know that there's uh, some of you in Arizona Cactus Pine who listen to this podcast and I just thought, I wonder if any of them are here. Like, you're my people, and I can't help but feel like if I was joking and trying to get into a little bit of trouble with you, and you've been listening to the podcast, that you would have been maybe a little more uh, positively responsive than some of the other people in the room. So, uh, yeah, it was just, I just kept thinking, it's a tough crowd. I even said that at one point, this is a tough crowd, and nobody even cracked a smile. I mean, it was like, so when I found a couple of people at different tables, different mashups who did get my humor and did like participate with me, I would tell them like, hey, I really appreciate that you are having fun and like, I like you and you know, that kind of thing. But I just found it to be tough. And and it occurred to me that we need some kind of bat signal so that when we're at council events, even if you're in a different council, that we can connect with each other and know that we are Like, we're each other's people, you know? Like, hey, I recognize you. I see you. We both listen to that podcast. So I don't know what the bat signal needs to be, but we just need one. Because if any of you were at that event, I would have loved to meet you and to chat and to hopefully uh, have just been a little more at ease. I'm, I'm chalking it up to... Everybody was a little uncomfortable. It was, um, you know, anytime you have to like shift around and socialize, it's just a little, it's just a little odd. It's just a little odd and it puts people out of their comfort zones. We kind of come, I think, wanting to just like be with the people we know and just like sit at a table and like mind our own business and keep our heads down. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. So we need to figure something out. I don't know if it's like I keep on thinking about, you know, like pin a red carnation to your shirt or something, but um, I don't know how realistic that is. So something, something you can draw on your name tag or something that like just sends a bat signal to the other people in the room like, hey, I know what that means. So we got to come up with something. So I am here for your suggestions. If you have suggestions, let's talk about it. You can email me or put it in the Facebook group and let's discuss. Let's find something, some way to find each other. Also, the next time I go to a council event, I will definitely post it in the Facebook group that I'm going in case any of you all want to go. I don't know why I didn't even think of that. It occurred to me after I was already there that I should have posted. And I thought about posting then, but I was like, man, if somebody sees the post and they 
had thought about coming but didn't RSVP and then they saw the post like I don't know I just um kind of got in my head a little bit about it so if I would have thought of it beforehand I definitely would have posted saying I was going um because that may have influenced your desire to attend but anyway maybe you would have been like no thank you I get enough of her on the podcast I don't need to hear her voice anymore yeah that's just a, a random musing of mine is we need to find a way that we can like send a bat signal to be like hey this is we're from the same community like we're the same you know we're we're like-minded people we're coming at this from the same angle and we already get to be friends because we have this in common that we're from this community so we're gonna have to figure something out so next thing that I wanted to talk about um which is kind of the bigger I guess theme of this podcast is that this time of year is exhausting (laughs) and I did send an email out about this. If you are not on the email list and you want to get emails from me, I would be happy to add you. Just send me an email at girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com and let me know you want to be added to the email list and I will get you added. Or, of course, you can send me a private message on Facebook or something like that with your email address and I will get you added. Uh, many of you chose to put your email address in the um, little question and answer boxes to join the Facebook group, but um, of course that's not required. So this time of year is, it's a lot. The girls are definitely rambunctious. They are ready for summer they need a break knowing that summer is so close I think tends to make them a little bit crazier also that last sprint of school tends to include like a lot of testing a lot of papers the weather's getting warmer so they want to be outside running around maybe less so in Arizona because that tends to go in the opposite direction but in most places but even here like it's pool season everybody wants to be playing and in the water and in the sun and not cooped up in a classroom or like focused on a lesson and that can make this time of year really difficult for trying to get much quote-unquote done so the first thing I want to say and this is something that I've harped on on this podcast before but it's also it came up at our new leader circle in April and that is to first of all give yourself permission to not always have to be super productive and I want to emphasize the fact that the reason we're doing this is not to get stuff done and as much as the badge work can be incredible and the take action projects can be incredible the high award projects are truly impactful um though that's all great and that's important and that matters a lot but sometimes what girls need is a safe space to be girls Sometimes they need to get some of their giggles and their wiggles out no matter how old they are. Maybe they just need a break. Maybe they just need to talk. Maybe they just need some peace and quiet. So there's all kinds of options for things you can do at this time of year that are less like lesson planning, right? Like let's try to do some fun things. So This is definitely a good time of year to do field day type meetings, which there's badges at pretty much every level that could pertain to some kind of field day activity. But honestly, even if it's not for a badge, it can just be fun. And you can do 
kind of typical field day type activities, but you can also do silly ones. There are so many funny ones. One of my favorite ones was where the teams are in two like single file lines. They can sit or stand. I've seen it both ways. I think my girls did it sitting. Um, and you have a bucket of water and a big sponge, like one of those big car wash sponges. And the girl at the front has the bucket full of water and she fills the sponge with as much water as possible. And then she passes it over her head to the girl behind her and they pass it all the way back to the back of the line. And the girl at the end of the line um, squeezes all the water she can get out of it into an empty bucket. And they are racing to try to get water, to try to fill the back bucket and to get as much water as possible using only the sponge out of the front bucket and so you're you're racing to finish the back bucket or to see which team can get more water in a certain amount of time or whatever and it's funny and they shriek obviously you want to do this outside I probably should have prefaced with that but field day activities usually are so I didn't think about it they can get wet it's just water and they can shriek and laugh and it's fun and it's honestly fun at all ages it's even fun for adults so that's something really fun to do um i've also shared on here before that i love doing a may meeting that is um scrapbooking so in my troop it was tradition honestly the way that the school year falls here in arizona a lot of schools get out in may So I would usually try to do like only one May meeting (laughs) and then that's it and then we'd be done. And some of our schools even go back to school in July or like early August. But um, my kids would always, not my Girl Scouts, but my kids' kids would always actually even go back mid-July. Like they go back really early. So ending the Girl Scout year in May was helpful for us and ending in early May was helpful for my sanity because the girls were just nuts knowing that the end of school was near. So they're doing all this testing and stuff at school. They are just raring for summer vacation. It's hot and the sun is shining. And then once they're done with like testing kind of stuff, it's just like movies. They just like watch movies. That's I mean, these kids are just like kind of wasted for this time of year. For my sanity, I would always try to do only one troop meeting at the beginning of May. And it was it became a tradition in our troop to do um, portraits slash scrapbooking. So I would have the girls come in uniform and um, a lot of times for our girls, it was easier for them to do solid black pants instead of khakis. So I would say either one, khakis on the bottom or solid black pants, please either a white shirt or a troop shirt because we would do troop tees every year, which you may not be there or you may not have interest in troop tees. That's totally fine. No judgment. But um, we would I would always do a new troop tee because I love my cricket. <laughs> so I would always do a new troop tee at the beginning of each year for everyone so that we all had a matching shirt and girls who had been in for a few years had a couple of troop tees right from over the years. So I would say either a troop tee or a plain white shirt and then either solid black or, or khaki bottom and your vest or sash. We would do portraits. We would take turns doing portraits like individuals as well as by level because I had a multi-level troop. And while I was outside doing those portraits with girls, we usually did them outside. While I was outside doing portraits with the different groups of girls, the rest of the troop was inside making scrapbooks. And so we'd just switch out which group was taking pictures at any given time. 
And the scrapbooks would be photos from throughout the year. I would just get a ton of prints made from tons of photos throughout the year and then bring in like stickers and colored paper and all kinds of fun scrapbooky things. Sometimes, some years we had them use like colored cardstock or construction paper and then we they would actually like hole punch them and tie them together with ribbons, which is what I did when I was in Girl Scouts for one of the scrapbooks I made that I still have. I was a daisy then, so it's, you know, but um, that's where I had come up with that idea is that I still have that one. In some years we would find like in the Target dollar spot or something, they'd have a pack of blank books that would make a really easy scrapbook. Not like a formal scrapbook, not a huge scrapbook, right? It would only have like maybe 20 pages in it or maybe even less, maybe 15 pages in it or whatever. Um, And it's like smaller. And so it's not that giant scrapbook. It's not like a formal activity. And they can just paste in their the pictures that they want to include and we encourage them like write memories if you remember what's happening in the photo write down where we were write down what you remember about it write down what you loved about it write down the names of the girls who are in the photo and then at the end of your book you can use it kind of like a yearbook and get girls to you can sign each other's and my thought being it's a keepsake then um and especially if they're in the troop for multiple years then they have multiple years of these books which, as I said, I still have mine from Daisy's. It's not the same thing. Um, It was more like a scrapbook we did throughout the whole year in Daisy's. So at each meeting, we would paste in, like, something related to the activity we did at that troop meeting. And then, um, so I have, like, my whole Daisy year of the different things we did. Like, we went to a police station, and then we did this, and, and each thing is, like, captured in my scrapbook. So it's a little different than what we did, what I did with my troop. But um, regardless. So uh, I think it's really helpful for the girls to spend some time reflecting on what they remember. And also to get them to capture. Like, I have, <laughs> I have a photo album of all of the years of my troop. Um, and... I could get really sad about like I had exactly enough space left that my projection was I could finish the school year out from 2019 to 2020 in that album and then I was going to need a new photo album like one of those giant photo albums that holds like 600 pictures and then of course um, I knew what we had planned for the rest of the school year and and into the early summer and I was kind of projecting like I could pull this many pictures from each of these events and it will give me enough for kind of like this many just random meeting photos and then I probably will be full and I'll be moving into a new album and it's really really sad um, sometimes to think about that album will not get filled because then we shut down everything for a while and then my troop disbanded in before we came back in person. But anyway, so on the backs, the reason I started talking about that photo album is because I had gone through and on the back of every photo, I write, I wrote down the girls' names who are in the photo, where we were, um, and what grades each of those girls were in in the picture, because I remember that now. I can even still, I can look at these pictures and I can pretty much say like, oh, that was our third year. It was at this event oh, that was our fifth year, that was at this event, that was when this kid was in this grade and this kid was in this grade. I can tell by looking at it. I mean, grades are, if they're in uniform, are maybe a little bit easier, but I just, 
that's still fresh in my memory right now, but I'm going to start another troop and hopefully in the fall and I'm going to build a bunch of new memories and also I'm going to get older and it's going to get further and further away and it's going to get harder and harder to remember. In fact, I was just referring to a lot of my girls who were my like OGs as they say um are uh are on social media now and so I've connected with a bunch of them not all of them but a, c- a couple of them on social media and I get to see their photos every now and then which is both really endearing and also totally freaking terrifying because um the primary group I was working with are now 15 and that's wild to think of and I was telling my husband about a post I had seen from one of the girls and I'm like oh this isn't this funny like she posted this and I said but of course she's 15 so that seems like something a 15 year old would post and then I stopped and I said is she 15 she's 15 I remember her being seven like I can't this is so weird like it's so weird and they're so grown especially when they post dance pictures um I just oh man it's uh they have significant others and they I just um they're little women and it's just so strange and I just feel like I've already missed so much and I know that feeling is just gonna grow if I'm blessed enough to stay in touch with them so anyway um all coupled by the fact that I did not have a girl of my own in the troop definitely if I had had a daughter that was in the same peer group, there'd be a lot more likelihood. I mean, I'd see them at events that my daughter was at. I would be at their graduation. My daughter may even have stayed friends with them, but I didn't have a daughter in the troop. So it just keeps me that much more alienated from their lives as they grow. But anyway, um, that's kind of depressing. Gosh, I didn't mean to go there. But, but the point of all this is that I take notes on the back of these pictures so that for years to come, I could go back and I could have that information. And I just think that's really helpful. And so for the girls to have the chance to write that in those scrapbooks, um, I just think it's really, really, it has a lot of value. And lots of those girls are not going to keep those books. Lots of parents may see them and be like, more construction paper, I'm throwing it away. Um, I'm not going to even let myself go down a path of being like personally affected by that. It is what it is. Kids have a lot of stuff. And honestly, they're involved in a lot of activities and they have a lot of pictures and they have a lot of memories. And in this day and age, it is 2023 at the time of recording this, like physical pictures aren't really the thing anymore. Girls have digital things. And depending on the technology you have available to you and the age of the girls, you may be able to do digital scrapbooks instead. And that maybe that would be easier uh, to not get lost. I don't know because technology changes. So like all my high school, you know, when digital cameras came on the scene and it was a big deal to have an eight megapixel digital camera, which is insane, by the way, because I just saw, I remember being excited about an eight megapixel digital camera. And I just saw that the new iPhone has a 48 megapixel camera, (laughs) which is honestly surreal to me. But I was a huge camera nerd when I was in uh, high school. And when digital cameras really started to become kind of more accessible and I not DSLRs but just like a pocket digital camera like I loved it and I knew a lot about it and when when new kind of accessibility became available like oh now 16's available and that's such a big deal to be able to get a 16 megapixel camera anyways all of this to say I took tons and tons and tons of digital photos stored them on 
many photo bucket accounts um, because I was a kid and I would start a new account when I had an itch. I don't know. Um, I don't even know. I don't know the account info. I don't know how to log in. I had gotten an email on one of my email addresses that still exists saying, hey, your photo bucket account has been active for this amount of time. If you want these photos, you're going to have to um, sign in before the state or you're going to have to pay for that space the next time you sign in. This was a couple of years ago. I literally don't even know all my logins. So uh, those photos are lost, right? And even if I figured out my login information, those photos may have been removed or if they are still on there, I may have to pay money in order to get them off. They weren't well backed up, but they were backed up. They were saved to a cloud, but clouds change, right? Like where you're storing your photos changes. I think too of like how many pictures I had posted on MySpace at some point and like I have literally no idea. I don't know. And even to reset my MySpace login, I don't know what email address I was using in my MySpace days. I have no idea. So I, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't fix that. I couldn't unlock it if I wanted to, right? So um, I'm not convinced that a digital scrapbook would be any more helpful. But all of this to say, there are some girls who will keep that scrapbook. There are some parents who will hold on to it for girls and then give it to their girls, give it back to their girls later in a box of things when they're moving and the parents are downsizing and the kid has their own place because they're not a kid anymore. And mom's like, hey, here's a box of your stuff that was in our attic or our basement or the closet of your bedroom, your childhood bedroom or whatever. And in there is going to be at least one of the scrapbooks from our Girl Scout years, and she's going to be able to flip through it and have memories and the names of girls written down and the things that she remembers and where we went and what we did. And maybe she'll hold on to it the way that I've held on to my Daisy book, which I definitely did not know I had for a really long time. And it was in some stack of belongings that I got from my mom at some point. And um, now as an adult, it's a very cherished memory for me. And um, although I don't remember a lot of the stuff we did because I was like a first grader or something, um, my mom was my troop leader and I can tell um, by (laughs) the way that the book is put together. And um, it's cool to have an artifact of my own Girl Scout experience since obviously Girl Scouts is important to me. So scrapbooking is a really fun and honestly when we do a scrapbooking meeting there's no organization to the activity other than the portraits like while the girls are not getting portraits taken while they're working on their scrapbooks they're just hanging out we have music on we have snacks and they we don't normally do snack well I don't have a current troop but we had stopped doing snacks at most meetings unless it was a party but at something like this we called it an end of year party we put on music we had snacks and the girls were just talked and hung out and worked on their scrapbooks together and they shared memories with each other looking through the photos and they would laugh at each other and tease each other about their silly expressions and the silly photos and whatever and and it was fun and even if they didn't keep the scrapbooks they just the act of doing that and taking time to reflect is going to sink those memories further into their brains and it makes it more likely that they're going to remember the experiences that they had because they had this dedicated activity to reflect. And on that note, 
I want to say that in addition to hopefully a couple of ideas for some things, if your meetings have gone off the rails at this time of year and you're just like, you're burned out and you are like, what are we going to do? Hopefully you've gotten some ideas. But in addition to that, I want to say you're not alone and it can be a lot. And um, also some of you meet year round. You don't take breaks, which bless you. I don't know how you do that. Um, I'm thinking that if your meetings go off the rails or something that you maybe at least take a mini break and then even if you continue to meet over the summer but but many of us break over the summer and if you're wondering if you're supposed to there's no rule either way you could do it either way for us it made the most sense because I needed a break it kept me fresh it kept my co-leaders fresh it kept us inspired and motivated to keep going and um, honestly when we're burnt out and we're tired and it's a lot to keep up with we could take that break for a couple weeks in the summer and then um, it would also give us time to miss the girls and then it would give us time to work on our year plan for the next year oh there's obviously that's a big miss for me not to have mentioned that's another big thing you could do at this time of year is um, of course your bridging activities if your girls are bridging so the conversations with girls the year or the level that they're going into conversations with girls who are bridging into their upcoming level if you have a multi-level troop that's really easy that's um a bridge patch requirement it's not a requirement to bridge we've talked about this before but just a quick like side note if you're new girls bridge to the next level based on grade no matter what activities you do and don't do in the name of bridging but in order to get a bridge patch there are quote-unquote requirements for like bridging so they don't get that rainbow patch that goes on the front of the vest at the new level just because they bridged from one level to the other although a lot of people treat it that way generally speaking those rainbow arcs on the front of the vest underneath the troop number are specifically for having (laughs) having completed required bridging steps um in order to get the patch but they bridge no matter what and honestly if you put the patch on and you didn't do the requirements there are no badge police and i don't care but (laughs) typically you should complete these if you have a multi-level troop it's easier to do um but even if you don't there's like things you can do to try to work around it and all of this to say definitely doing those bridging things can be something you can do and um also looking ahead at what they're looking forward to next year and this is regardless of whether they're bridging or not looking at the badges that are available to them at their current level that they haven't done yet or um, at the level they're bridging up to if they're bridging and they can kind of get a scope into what they want to do for the next year and and if you're new here typically or if you just don't remember because it's been a while Typically, the way the year planning would work for me, although I have like several episodes on this, so this is just like really high level overview, I would get my girls' input on what they liked and what they wanted, what they loved the most from the year before, what they were most interested in about the upcoming possibilities, what they wanted to work towards, what they were most excited about, and um, also their like big goals, their school goals, their interests at school, their like career goals, their college ideas or plans. Because even when they're kids, they like little kids, they have an idea of things that they're interested in and things that they like and things they might want to do when they grow up. So having those conversations regularly because it changes. So having those conversations at one of the end of the year meetings 
is really helpful. And then before we would come back to troop, my co-leaders and I would actually plan our entire Girl Scout year so that although, yes, we could be flexible, we could move things around. That way we're not playing the content treadmill every single week of like, okay, we need to plan a troop meeting. What the heck are we doing on Tuesday, right? So that that is also something you can do for an end of year meeting. But I do tend to like doing that usually more like in April, not quite at the like May time, because again, May time to me is just chaos time. <laughs> So uh, taking a break is really, really helpful for my own peace of mind. It, uh, and it gives me a chance to miss the girls, and then it gives me a chance to do some planning. But just like I recommend some reflection for the girls in the name of journaling or scrapbooking or whatever, I would encourage you to spend some time reflecting as well. And you can either just do this, like spend some time thinking or you could journal around these, or you could scrapbook yourself um, and, and try to incorporate some of these things. Because spending time really marinating on these things, meditating on these things, ruminating on these things is going to help you stay connected to your own memories and your own experiences. It's so easy for us to just go through the checklist of like the next things that need to be done. But you have done so much and you have come so far. And in the name of volunteer appreciation of yourself. <laughs> I think it's really important. So here's a couple of prompts to spend some time sitting with and you could either pause in between and spend some time thinking about it now or uh, I just encourage you to spend some time with the, these questions over the next few days or weeks or even months and just hopefully that'll help you feel connected and recommitted to the whole thing. So the first one is to think about each of the girls and even the volunteers one by one in your troop community and consider some of the highlights. And I really want to say try to focus on the most positive moments here of your personal relationship with each of them individually and what they individually have gotten out of this year. So for each girl in your troop, think about traits and characteristics that make them uniquely them and consider how knowing them has impacted you and how them being there impacts the overall group. What do you love most about them? And what are your, some of your favorite memories getting to know each of them? Just really spend some time thinking about each one because some of the girls who are the most challenging or who have the most trouble fitting in or who push your buttons or who make everything just like a little bit harder with their enthusiasm and their energy, really thinking about them from a place of affection and recognition and acknowledgement of who they are and what they bring to the table and why Girl Scouts matters for them just helps you love them a little more <laughs> and you may find yourself thinking of specific memories and specific times that bring a smile to your face or make you chuckle and when they eventually move on from Girl Scouts either because they move on to other activities or they move away or they graduate you'll miss them when they're gone <laughs> okay then think about the field trips or activities that you've done this year outside of troop meetings. 
Have you gone somewhere that you have personally never been before? Have you tried something new? Did you get to watch girls or volunteers go somewhere new or try something for the first time? One thing that I really love about my Girl Scout experience and what Girl Scouts brings to my life is that it gives me the chance to go places that are in my community that I had never been. And if I have been there before and I know it is ridiculously awesome, then it's so fun to see somebody else go there for the first time. It's so fun to see a volunteer go there for the first time or a parent go there for the first time and have their own experience of realizing, wow, this place is awesome. And it was right here in our community. Seeing girls go somewhere for the first time or try something for the first time and making those it's so trendy to say but building those core memories right so cool so new places is really really fun okay reflect on some of your favorite meeting activities from this year what meetings went really really well what meetings are you super proud of what would you do again if you worked with new girls at the same level in the future So some of my favorite badges that just went so well were senses. I remember the first time we did the census badges thinking this went so well. But we also, of course, learned things, right? So when we were going to take our next group through the census badge, we had already piloted some things. We'd already tested some things. Similarly, uh, the home scientist badge, man, that was core memories for me. The first time we did the home scientist badge was so cool. And those photos were some of my favorite photos for a long time. Um, at this point, I think we have a lot of a lot of great photos from my troop, but the shock and awe of some of the activities that we did at that first home, home scientist meeting, which is a brownie badge. So cool. And of course, we've had meetings that did not go great, that did not go as planned. But the ones that really, really went well, that were really effective, that the girls just absolutely loved. And they were so excited. Um, And some of them are big and some of them are small, right? Like one of our biggest success um, meetings was also... Right before the pandemic shut everything down, I had cadets working on, well, all my levels separately were working on um, some of the World Thinking Day and Global Action stuff over the past, the the two meetings, I think, right before everything shut down. And um, my cadets loved the Global Action conversation so much, they actually wanted to switch our year plan out a little bit and spend the next couple of meetings still focused on that kind of subject matter unfortunately our meetings got canceled right moved to zoom and then we were meeting as a multi-level troop with little kids too and it wasn't the same so we never really did get to go back to it but that meeting went so well and the conversation was so good the girls really amazed me (laughs) So think about some of your favorite meeting activities from this year. What are you so proud of how it turned out? And then reflect on something that felt like a huge obstacle at the time, (laughs) but now it's in the past. You came through it. It's over. What did you do to overcome that obstacle? And 
Was it really as big of a deal as it felt like it was at the time? If it was, what can you do to be prepared and prevent something similar from escalating to that same point in the future? And if it really wasn't as big of a deal in the big picture in the long run as it felt like it was at the time, why is that the case? And what could you do to be aware of that feeling in the future and to keep big picture perspective so the hard stuff does not rule your energy? And how did you handle the obstacle? Are you proud of the way you handled it? And if so, why? Think about why you are proud of how you showed up to handle that obstacle. And if you're not proud of the way you showed up, what did you learn? How has it made you a better and more prepared person moving forward? What advice would you give yourself about this year? Think about the version of you that was just starting out this Girl Scout year. So it could have been in the summer or the fall. Um, but if you're a newer leader, you could have started at any point during the year. So that version of you at the beginning of this Girl Scout year, this Girl Scout season, what would the you of today tell that version of you at the very beginning of this year? What advice would you give yourself? What did the girls accomplish this year? You could think of this individually, what they accomplished, or you could think of it as a whole group. What are you proud of them for doing or accomplishing? What goals were they working toward? What are you proud of them for that they didn't even notice? So some things they know, right? If they earned a bronze award, they know it. But there are things that you may have noticed that they didn't even notice. I remember there was a girl in my troop who was a daisy and she did not say a word to us for months, not a single word at any meeting or activity. She showed up all the time. She had a big smile. She participated in the activities, but she did not say one word to any of the other girls or any of the troop leaders. And then cookie season came and we had to do cookie booths. And I was so worried about this kid at a cookie booth. And let me tell you, she blossomed. She bloomed. We saw her come out of her shell. She was asking strangers to buy cookies. And she sold a lot because she was very little and very cute. And she had a very little voice. <laughs> and that voice got bigger and stronger over the course of the season. And after that, she showed up as a whole person to our troop meetings. We got to see her personality. We got, she got to feel more confident interacting with the girls and with the adults. We had built a lot more trust after going through cookie season, and she would be really physically affectionate toward us volunteers, and she would hug us, and she would want to hold our hand, and she would want to tell us stories and, and tell us things that were going on at home. So um, I was so proud of her coming out of her shell. And I don't know if she knows that cookie season is what made the difference for her and how she was able to be brave enough to show up or not. But I know, I know it was. And do the girls that you're proud of, do they know how proud you are of them? Have you reflected with them and to them about how proud you are and what they've accomplished? Consider for a moment how you can show them and recognize them. And 
as a friend just recently told me, specific is terrific. So telling them, I've seen how much you improved at this. And you're so good at this. And not just, you're amazing, you're going to do great things. You know, that kind of stuff can breed perfectionism and pressure. But, but specific things. I love the way you speak up and use your voice. I love the way you make friends easily. I love that you can make a joke out of anything, that you always bring so much laughter and fun and joy to every situation that you're in. I love how good you are with numbers. You did that math so fast at Cookie Boost this year. You were so good. Or I know how nervous you were to do math at Cookie Booth. And I remember you telling me that you weren't good at math and that you were going to struggle. But you know what I saw? Is I saw you improve so much and get so much more confident over the season. And you know what that shows me? It shows me that you are a great learner. And you can always improve. And I'm so proud of you for continuing to try. So giving them some specific feedback of things that you're proud of, that you've noticed. People like to feel seen and appreciated for specific things. And those, that feedback, that'll stay with them for life. Next question. Are you planning to return as a volunteer next year? And if so, what are you looking forward to the most about next Girl Scout season? What are some goals or ideas you have for next year? Who from your troop are you most excited to see continue to bloom and grow next year? And what ways do you personally hope to bloom and grow next year? And finally, how will you relax and recharge this summer? So whether or not you take a break from your troop, a formal break from your troop over the summer, Make sure you make time this summer to recharge your energy, your commitment, and your motivation so that you are well-rested and mentally prepared for another wild year of Girl Scouting. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for hanging in there with me for another solo episode. I think I'm going to go back and do some more uh, answers to the Ask Me Anything series. It's been a minute. I still have so many questions you submitted last time. But I'm sure a bunch of questions have come up too because actually the last time I accepted question or asked for questions, openly asked for them, was before cookie season. So much Girl Scout time has happened since then. So, um, And gosh, it could have even been in 2022. I'm not even sure. I don't even remember when I put that out there to Ask Me Anything. So. Here you go again, an official call, ask me anything. I'm going to go back and revisit some of the ones I didn't get to last time, but please feel free, submit more questions, and I'll work my way through. And if you don't remember or if you're new, the Ask Me Anything series is if you and I went to coffee and you could pick my brain about anything to do with Girl Scouting, I would just share with you what I know and what I think. And so they're not really like well-researched or thoroughly thought out. It's just if we were just conversationally discussing anything in the world you want to ask me related to Girl Scouts, then I would just give you my two cents. So we'll do a couple more of those again. um, And I'm going to work on booking up some more interviews for you and bring you 
some more great content so that hopefully that can be part of how you recharge your batteries this summer and go into a new year of Girl Scouting totally refreshed. See you next week.